Starting to feel like we do this every week now. Another bad loss for Northwestern as they fall 17-14 to to Miami of Ohio. Let's talk about it. You are Locked On Northwestern, your daily podcast on the Northwestern Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in. This is Locked On Northwestern, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Carter Bird, uh, and thank you for making Locked On Northwestern your first listen any and every day for anything and everything Northwestern. We are available wherever you get podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever. We're also on YouTube. Just search Locked On Northwestern. Uh, you can find us, subscribe, turn on notifications, leave a comment, uh, leave a a, a review, um, and then just, yeah, we'd love to get your feedback, and we'd love to uh, to hear more more about your, your thoughts on the show. And, yeah, let's get into it. Let's talk about this game because 17-14 loss for Northwestern at home at the hands of Miami of Ohio out of the MAC. I believe it's... Miami of Ohio's first win in, I guess, the Power Five team in the 2000s in this decade or in this century. It's brutal. It's really tough. Three straight losses, all of them at home after a massive win in Dublin against uh, Nebraska. It feels like. It feels like everything is everything that could be different is different. It just feels totally different than it did a month ago. Um, my immediate takeaways in this game were it didn't feel like Northwestern really ran the ball that well. We'll talk about that here in a second. But it felt like every time there was a big moment, Northwestern was sloppy, whether it be penalties, uh, turnovers, the blocked punt right before half. All of that kind of culminated into a performance where Northwestern, again, and I've said this for the last two weeks as well, it felt like Northwestern was the best team on the field, but that doesn't matter. Football doesn't care about that. It's 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 about who has the most points at the end. I mean, just go around the country. You could see examples of that all over the country. I mean, Auburn wasn't the best team against Missouri, and they they've Missouri found a way to snatch defeat from the – Jaws of victory uh, on offense. I thought Helensky was okay. I thought he was pretty solid. Um, he only had a few throws where I was like, "That's a really, really, really bad throw." There's one late in the game that should have absolutely been a pick, and it was just dropped out of bounds by the DB. Uh, Ten of eleven to start. Ended his day twenty four of forty two for two hundred thirty thirty two yards. No touchdowns. No picks. But he did have a rushing touchdown on the one-yard QB sneak. 57% uh, completion percentage, not great. Five and a half yards per attempt, 9.67 yards per completion. He started this game, like, and and they they I liked what they did to help him feel comfortable after that performance last week. He started 17 of 23. Uh, he had nine straight completions in there. And then as soon as that ended... He had six straight incompletions and kind of fell off a little bit, but we've 
we've seen that he when he plays well he starts well and then he kind of uh loses momentum slowly over the course of the game but it was it was definitely it was encouraging to see him kind of ease you ease him into a a very solid um start uh i don't think he was the reason why why you lost the game by any means i thought he played plenty good enough to win pretty plenty well enough to win uh, weirdly, this offense just really couldn't run the ball. Um, I think it was just three and a half yards per rush. The offensive line played out fine. When you go look on Pro Football Focus, they graded out well. I mean, they graded out as four of the top six players on the offense. Um, I think it was Ethan Weirker that, that was a little farther down the list. But uh, 107 yards rushing on 31 carries, two touchdowns, one of those being Halinski's QB sneak, the other being Cam Porter. From just uh, just outside the end zone, he looked he looked pretty good. Just one explosive run all day, um, and that was that stuck out to me. Uh, and the explosive runs are just just ten yards or more. You had a twenty seven yard run out of Cam Porter, and it was a really strong run. He looked explosive. He looked powerful in that moment. I was encouraged by that. Um, I mean, he looked good all day. Seven rushes, forty-two yards, and a touchdown for a six-yard average. At that point, I just I just wonder why he's not getting the ball more when he's having the success he's having. Evan Hull struggled. Uh, Twenty-one carries, sixty-two yards, zero touchdowns, just about a three-yard average. Really wasn't his day uh, on the ground, but you know he's your he's your workhorse. So he continued to go out there, and he was gonna. Um, he was just gonna, he was gonna gonna give it at all. I, I thought Northwestern's offense lost its pace that we've seen through three games. Through three games, they're number one in the country in plays per game. They're running about eighty nine offensive plays. Today they ran seven, or on Saturday they ran seventy five, fourteen off that average, four point nine yards per play, uh, three hundred sixty four total yards, seven for seventeen on third down. The offensive line did not allow a sack and and allowed only three hurries. So they protected Halinski, and that was and that's key. They were seven for thirteen passing on third down, but I think only three of those actually went for a first down. Now in the passing game, I can't help but wonder where's Evan Hall in the passing game. I mean, your best weapon to this point in the year in the passing game out of the backfield, just find a way to get him the ball in space. Had just two catches for 10 yards on four targets. He caught, what, 13 balls for 13, 14 balls two weeks ago? Um, where was he? Cam Porter. Cam Porter all day looked like the most explosive athlete on the field. And you didn't get, you didn't throw him the ball. I just I think you need to find a way to get those running backs involved. I was confused by that. Uh, there were two for six on scoring drives or are two for six scoring on drives that finished in Missouri territory, which is just not going to get it done. Two touchdowns, one punt, two fumbles, one turnover on downs. Um, it's you get, you get, you have to be better than that. You can't, you can't have a punt, two fumbles and a turnover on downs in the opposing territory and expect to win a lot of games. Malik Washington, two fumbles and it's brutal. Um, very brutal. Looked good otherwise, but 
I mean, you you got to feel gutted for him. And Holinsky talked about it in his post game presser. I mean, he's he said that he was his guy, but yeah, it was frustrating to watch. Nevertheless, tight ends were active in the passing game. I liked that a lot. I thought Marshall Lang, Thomas Gordon. I thought they were good. I think they need to continue to be a part of it. They find a way to get get open, and <laughs> they have this like shot in the arm like uh, kind of mentality, like uh, or the energy they bring after they make a play. Marshall Lang <laughs> caught a ball and like slammed his head into Thomas Gordon, and they were celebrating for a big first down. <laughs> uh, Donnie Navarro looked okay. Bryce Kurtz is getting slowly more active. He had a nice, very nice one-handed catch in that game. On the whole, though, just too too many drops for this Northwestern offense, and it was frustrating to watch them just consistently not secure the football. They, I mean, they, uh, there were four or five balls that should have been completions for Ryan Helinski that just weren't brought in. Um, and that includes the 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 Jacob Gill catch that was punched out. Um, initially was a fumble on review. They said it was incomplete. He never controlled it. Like those are the type of plays where the quarterback gets the ball into your playmaker's hands. You have to secure the football. You have to you have to continue to make plays, and you have to make sure that that you're not dropping the ball. I mean that's. That's the quickest way to to find yourself on the bench, to find the offense on the sidelines, um, draw passes. And I, just, I think this, especially in a game where, where the run game is not up to its normal standard, I think you have to catch the football. And you just didn't really do a great job of that on Saturday. So, yeah, that's my thoughts on the offense. Uh, in just a second, we are going to look at – the uh, defense, but first, let me tell you about our, my friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information, with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, let's let's talk let's talk about the uh, defense because past defense, I thought you played well. Um, I thought I thought that that group stepped up. You got a couple guys back, Coco Ozma. Cam Mitchell, leaders on the back end. Um, and I thought they made their presence felt. I did. Uh, Ozma, we'll talk about him in a second. Felt like he was on the, all over the field. Almost got thrown out for targeting. And getting getting waved off. Mitchell, again, when he's on, he's your best guy back there. Um, but, yeah, you did not play a very good good quarterback, and you limited him, and you, you played well against him. Uh, run defense was solid besides one run. The 66-yard run late um, for Mosey, that was that was tough. And um, the rest of the game, it was 43 rushes for 150 yards for 3.6 yards per carry. 
on all the other carries in the game. So they finished with 4.9 yards per rush, and that got inflated by a 66-yarder there late. Uh, the defense still lacks lateral speed, and it was apparent on that on that long run. And Miami just tried to find a way to t- to attack the edge because they knew they they knew they couldn't come straight at this no- Northwestern defense. And I think that's what teams are starting to figure out that if they come right straight ahead, if they go old school Big Ten football right at the Northwestern defense, Northwestern's defense could stop that because they are they are. Big enough, physical enough to do that. But when you get them running sideline to sideline, I think they struggle at times. They got put in a few bad spots with turnovers and the block pump before half, and we'll talk about that in a second. But, again, they did not force a turnover. And when the offense is fumbling the ball and you got a block punt right in your face before halftime, um, you have you have to figure out a way to force a turnover. I mean, I've heard some coaches say that you you want to be plus one in the turnover battle. Well, Northwestern hasn't been that way in a, in a little bit here. Um, they allowed seven rushes of ten or more yards. In contrast, Miami allowed one, and it was a twenty-seven yard run by Cam Porter. So you would like to limit those if you could if you flip the run games in this game. Northwestern wins wins this game going away. It's not close. Um, only allowed five of 15 first downs uh, on third downs. So solid defense there. You'll 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 take a 33 uh, 33% clip there. Dominant first quarter. And we've we've kind of seen that all year is that at times Northwestern will have dominant quarters where they only allow like a handful of yards. And in the first quarter on Saturday, just four yards, just four yards. And you love to see that just flying around, making it difficult on a team. Uh, The third quarter was strong too, coming out of half. I mean, to me, the fact that the strongest two quarters were the first and third quarters where you allow four yards in the first quarter and 35 yards in the second quarter, that is a credit to your coaching because you are well-prepared coming into the game against whatever their opening script is. And then coming out of half, your adjustments are really strong, and you you hold them to just 35 yards in that third quarter. Held Miami to just 278 yards total, 4.9 yards per rush, 8.86 yards per completion, and 3.26 yards per attempt. 62 passing yards allowed, uh, held Avion Smith to 7 of 19 for 62 yards and a touchdown. He did hit a a little slant there inside the 10-yard line for a touchdown. But, I mean, you really can't ask for much more of a, a, out of that performance from your defense. I thought they played plenty well enough to win. Just they got put in a couple bad spots, and then you saw the, the, you saw the big run the big run late, and I thought other than that, they played pretty well. Bryce Gallagher, 13 tackles, 9 solos, 1 quarterback hurry. Coco Azuma, 10 tackles, 9 solos. His presence was felt again. It's big to have him back there. This uh, Northwestern defense picked up 3 sacks, 1 by o- O'Rourke, 1 by Cam Mitchell, and 1 by Adabare. Six tackles for loss, two by uh, Adabare, one by Mitchell, one by O'Rourke, 
one by Johnson, I think it was Ryan Johnson, and then one by Hurd. Uh, Cam Mitchell forced a fumble. Uh, they did not get on it, unfortunately. Uh, five pass breakups. Cam Mitchell had one. Adabare had one. Both Johnsons had one, and then Hurd had one as well. And then your lone quarterback hurry was Bryce Gallagher's. Uh, one of the two TDs you gave up was off of that blocked punt. And, um, yeah, I mean, they started the drive at the eight. That's it's, it's a tough ask for your defense. So I don't blame the defense there. In my mind, defense gave up 10 points in this game. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of how I view it on defense. I thought the defense played one of its better games of the season, probably its best game of the season. Um, just didn't get enough out of the offense. Um, not enough help, turnovers, special teams put them in a bad spot once. Um, kind of unfortunate circumstances put this Northwestern defense in a spot to lose where I thought they played plenty well enough to win. All right, we know Big Ten play is about to start up, but you need to know what your team is up against across the Big Ten with Locked On Big Ten. Every day, host Nate Dickinson and the local experts of Locked On take you across the Big Ten in 30 minutes. Make Locked On Big Ten your second listen. Locked On Big Ten. All right, so we're going to talk very briefly here about um, special teams because it's it turned out to be a very um, key thing in this game, key on both sides. Um, obviously, the, the blocked punt back to the eight-yard line uh, right before half. Protection breakdown, set up a two-play, eight-yard drive for a touchdown, um, and you go into half, what? I believe it was tied at, at seven. Um, that can't happen. That can't happen. That can't happen to a team that you're better than. You can't give them the chance to have a super, super short field, get up on or pull even with you going into half. That was really frustrating. Um, Luke Akers was fine. Otherwise, six for 206 punts, 237 yards for a 39 and a half yard average. Three of those six were down inside the 20. Um, Northwestern didn't have anything going in the return game, like not at all. Um, not a single kickoff return. Donnie Navarro with one punt return for his zero yards, so nothing there. Didn't try any field goals, made their two extra points. Um, yeah, and then when you look at when you look at Miami on special teams, their punter was awesome. Seven punts for 323 yards for a 46.1-yard average. A 59-yard long, four inside the 22 over 50. So you kind of got beat in the in the punt game there because one, you had one blocked. Two, they're getting dang near seven more yards per punt. They have more downed inside the 20. They have two over 50. You don't really have that on your side. And then, especially when you add in the fact that they um had a 20-yard punt return that I, I believe there was was there a fumble on that and they picked it up for another few yards. I think that may have been the case. Um, and then a six-yard punt return. So they had I mean they had 33 punt return yards to your zero. 
So that's just more things that helped you on the um, on the the things that went against you in the field position battle. Um, and then they didn't kick field goals well. Had one blocked by you in the third quarter. They missed one in the second quarter, and they finally made that one in the fourth quarter. Um, I mean, honestly, good for that kid to finally hit one. But it was it was a long day to say the least for um, for Nicholson, their their kicker. But he kind of got the uh, last laugh there. Brutal, brutal thing that happens. Just don't feel like uh, Northwestern converted their their opportunities when they were presented. Um, not a ton of guys got open for big explosive plays in the passing game. Um, didn't make anyone miss, um, especially in the run game, really. Didn't rip off any big plays. Um your quarterback played good enough to win. Your offensive line probably played good enough to win. Your defense absolutely played good enough to win. Well enough to win. Um, you were the better team on the field. You just didn't convert your opportunities. And that's how you end up with a 17-14 loss and your third straight loss, third straight home loss. So that's that's kind of how I saw that one play out. Um it's tough. Northwestern has to get off the mat. Big Ten play. First true road test this week at Penn State. They struggled a little bit coming off their massive win at Auburn um, last week. But, yeah, we will we'll talk more about this game, what it means for the season, uh, and then that Penn State game as this week goes on. But I think that's going to do it for today's show. Uh, I'm Carter Bird. I'm the host here at Locked On Northwestern. You can follow me on social media, on Instagram and Twitter, at CarterBird13. Keep coming back for all of our daily shows. We are available wherever you get podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever. We're also on YouTube. Just search Locked On Northwestern. Make sure you subscribe, turn on notifications. Uh, and, yeah, I'll see you next time.